It's time for episode 406 of the Clockwise Podcast from Relay FM, recorded Wednesday, July 7th, 2021. Clockwise, four people, four tech topics, 30 minutes. Welcome back to Clockwise, the tech podcast that's also not a fan of fireworks. I am one of your hosts, Micah Sargent, and I am joined across the internet by my good pal and dungeon buddy. It's Dan the Man Morin. How you doing, Dan? I'm doing well. I've been curled up underneath the bed with my hands over my ears for the last three days, so um, everything's fine, though. Everything's fine. That was just... (laughs) (laughs) All those fireworks, my God! Uh, Well, uh, it is time to peel your hands away from your ears and listen to the dulcet tones of the wonderful guests we have on this podcast. Joining us uh, to my left is host of the Mac Observer Daily Observations podcast, as well as an all-around internet rabble-rouser. It's Kelly Gamont. Welcome back, Kelly. How do you do, Micah? It's nice to be here. And to my left this week, it's a prodigious podcaster over at Twit. You've seen him on Tech News Weekly on All About Android. On This Week in Tech, it is the one and only Jason Howell. Welcome back, Jason. Hello, folks. It's good to be back. Thank you. All righty. Well, as you know, we've got 30 minutes and we've got four topics. I'll kick things off with mine. My question for you, Pokemon Go is, or excuse me, Pokemon Go is celebrating its fifth anniversary. Did you play it? Do you still play it? Why or why not? Kelly, we'll start with you. Uh, Yes, and yes, uh, there was a big gap in the middle. And then I did install it again, uh, like two years ago. And, uh, and I do play regularly. And part of that is because I have friends who do. And so uh, just recently, we've been able to get together again in person and play like during community days and things when there's a lot of stuff happening. Uh, it's been really nice to have a couple of opportunities to sort of do stuff that I used to do. So I've enjoyed that. Uh, the rest of it is sort of habit and uh, the same sort of gamification that keeps people in other stuff. Like um, I'm not necessarily a gotta catch them all person, but I do enjoy uh, getting to like conquer, you know, the little research tasks and things each day. And it's been kind of fun to do. So yeah, I still play. I I played it really briefly when it first came out, and then I was like, once I got the point of it, I was like, man, eh, this is fine. It's not really for me. <laughs> so I think in the end of the day, it's just something that required too much investment of my time to feel like I was really getting something out of it. Uh, and that's a struggle I've been having more and more with games these days. It's like, all right, I'm going to spend a lot of time investing in this game. But like, you know, at the end of the day, do I really get satisfaction out of it? Or is it just like a something that I use to occupy my time? So if I'm going to play a game... I really want to get something that I'm like deeply invested in for you know, story reasons or just real, like I feel like great about this in entertainment. So Pokemon Go for me did not quite deliver on that level of like something that I was really excited about what I was going to get for all the work that I was going to put in. So haven't played it in years at this point. I didn't even realize it was five years old. That kind of blows my mind a little bit. <laughs> Jason, what about you? Dan, you, you basically said all of my words. Um, <laughs> so thanks for reading my mind. When Pokemon Go came out, I played it initially because I'm, I was interested in what Niantic, who created uh, the game, 
um, and you know had done a little bit of this location based stuff uh, prior to this. I was interested to see like what the extension of their their kind of exposure to uh, that AR stuff uh, is with Pokemon. And yeah, it was neat. I always kind of felt like like when they talk about it being you know the first major AR game. I also I always kind of felt like that was a little. Uh, giving it a little too much credit because it was pretty much just a pass through camera with some graphics on top of it. Like there was no, there was no like integration with the object, like moving with the background of the camera contents or anything like that. It was pretty, pretty basic. Um, but neat nonetheless, I suppose. And obviously a success because in five years, they've done, you know, multiple billions of dollars in revenue. Mm-hmm. So they've done a really great job with it. I respect it, but no, I don't play it. All right. Well, um, sounds like two out of three match me. There's another rhyme. Um, I played Pokemon Go, um, especially while I worked at iMore, uh, because at that point we were doing all of the kind of premiere coverage on Pokemon Go. Um, but it's, it was just, it, it, it no slight on anyone who enjoys it because I'm glad that, that the things that it does are enjoyable for those folks. For me, I just found it incredibly boring and so i ended up not sticking with it but i've got some friends who were like ranked in the world uh who you know play it very seriously and get together with all of their pals from all over the world uh to go to gym battles and stuff like that so it's it's no slouch it's definitely a very popular game all right let us move on to our next topic which comes from kelly I have noticed, uh, and I think all of us probably on this particular panel, uh, have uh, sampled a wide variety of technologies and uh, different sorts of devices and chargers and all kinds of things. And so my question is, what's the biggest ROI in your tech gear? Yeah, I, it's hard to say. I mean, like for me, I think that immediately my mind went to like accessories. So like I'm recording this away from the home and I'm using a backup mic that I have. And uh, what I bought for it was like this really cheap, like $10 shock mount that the mic can go in so that it reduces like noise from vibrations. The whole little mic setup I have, like it's like a repurposed tripod that was for like a little Bluetooth camera. And then my favorite little bit about it is like, I bought like a, it was the, the, the screw thread on the like shock mount and the screw thread on the tripod were different sizes. So I spent like, you know, two bucks to buy this little thing that has like a screw adapter. <laughs> I was like $2 and now I have a perfect mic setup. So I think for me, really my travel mic setup is like all in. It maybe cost me the most expensive part was the microphone that was like 80 bucks. Um, but like I put together for like under a hundred dollars, basically like a, a travel podcast setup. So I feel like the freedom that's allowed me for being able to go places and still do my job and still like sound pretty good, uh, I think is a is a huge uh, return on an investment that was actually ridiculously cheap. So I'm, I'm going to go with my whole travel podcast setup. Jason, hmm, that's good. Um, I, I think I have two answers and I'll do them really quick. Uh, one answer is uh, kind of what you were talking about, Kelly. Products that we have but we didn't necessarily pay for. Actually, Twit paid for the ATEM Mini. And when I think about the value of the A10 Mini, so basically what it is, is it's a video switcher. It's an audio and video switcher. But for what we do in live video production and everything, something like the A10 Mini, which is this small, portable, like four input, you know, HDMI ins, um, kind of, you know, ability to switch between and do overlays and picture in picture, like something like this, not very long ago would have cost a whole lot more. Yet now it's down, I think it's like $299. 
it's ridiculously inexpensive for what you get and it's a solid unit so for live production like i've just loved this thing uh and twit got it you know in the in the pandemic it became really um essential in my toolkit i've just loved it so i think for roi like you get so much out of the atm mini and then personally what i've noticed is when it comes to cables anytime i i go with something that isn't a braided cable i end up kicking myself later because <laughs> the braided cables just last so much longer they're way more durable they're prettier they're they're all sorts of things and they're really only a couple of bucks more than the stupid like plastic uh, mm-hmm. cables that you get and so i realized for roi like it it pays to just spend a couple of bucks more and get the braided cables you'll thank yourself for it when you aren't replacing it in six months i've purchased <laughs> thunderbolt cables that weren't uh top quality and they ended up not working properly and so now the only Thunderbolt cables I purchase are Belkin Thunderbolt cables. So certainly, uh, return on investment, you know, it was an investment to buy the, I can't even think of how long this one is. I've got one that's like three <laughs> feet and one that's like 10 feet or something. And it's, uh, it was not cheap. It was like 80 bucks for a cable, which was kind of wild, but. What I got out of that is a Thunderbolt cable that truly works, that I can count on, that I know um, is doing the thing that I need it to do. So yeah, ROI was great there, even though it was quite the investment. Kelly, what about you? Mine would still be cables. Um, partly, like I, I sort of have two answers because the first is uh, retractable cables because Ooh. when I used to go places, uh, putting cables, you know, like if you're on top of your game enough to put cables in a pouch, now they're all tangled up together. You have one cable and you just <laughs> lift the whole wad out of the bag and you find the right ends and hope they're the same cable and call it good. And <laughs> retractable cables resolve all of that. So I love retractable cables. And the other thing I love is cables that have multiple ends. If you can get one, uh, if, if you have names that are reliable, um, I have a couple that I like. Um, uh, Skiva is one. Skiva is is one of the ones I like. And Skosh makes some that that have two ends on them, so you can get like lightning and micro in the same cable. And uh, being able to have something like that, so like on the off chance I need to charge my Kindle, it's the only micro USB thing I have with me, and then I can charge everything else with the lightning side. And now I only have to carry the one cable and I don't have to worry about forgetting the micro USB cable because it's already part of the lightning cable. I know I'm not going to forget because I need at least one in my bag. So uh, definitely for me, it's been uh, just having the right cable at the right time has been really good. And uh, the other one that that I was going to pick uh, was my travel microphone back when I used to go places. I have an Audio-Technica. Um, I think it's the 12. 2105? I don't remember. Um, it's the one that's still the mini USB port. But it, like Dan, what it does for me is it makes it so that five days a week, I can't, I have a show to get out the door. And if I'm at my house, I have like a setup for that. But if I'm not at my house, it doesn't mean that the show doesn't happen. And so I'm able to, uh, to set things up, sound pretty good. Uh, I've done multiple shows from, you know, undisclosed locations and never had an issue with somebody going, wow, what happened? Like Kelly's audio is really bad today. Like no one ever notices the difference in that. So, um, and it also makes it so that if I go to a conference, I can do interviews like they're in person with this microphone that I have with me. And so uh, I find that super helpful as well. Nice. 
All right. Well, we've all got some some things to add to our list or maybe uh, confirmations of what we have being pretty great. Um, we have reached halftime, so we're going to take a quick break so I can tell you about Tech Talk, a podcast from the folks at Hewlett Packard Enterprise. It's so nice to be able to find a new show to listen to. Maybe you've run out of uh, content and you're, you're, you know, scrambling for something else to, to fill, uh, your podcast, uh, playlist. And this HPE Tech Talk is one option. Tech Talk is the show that talks through HPE news, tech insights, and world class innovations. Uh, I was able to check out HPE Tech Talk and they recently had an episode, uh, it's called Delivering Sustainable, Circular, and Low Carbon Technologies. I didn't really know what low carbon technologies were. Uh, and so hearing about what that meant and also learning about, um, the patents that, uh, HPE is making available for free to folks was kind of awesome. Um, it's a, a climate change forward, uh, you know, set of initiatives. And it's really interesting to hear about what's going on in that space. Uh, if you'd like to listen to, you can expect topics like how to tackle issues when it comes to high performance computing, supercomputing aboard the International Space Station, and how to harness the power of 5G to offer the ultimate experience. And the show takes you straight to the source, interviewing some seriously impressive tech leaders. Previous guests have included Dr. Michael Roberts from the ISS U.S. National Lab, Sanjeev Katwa, the CTO of Tottenham Hotspur FC, and Monica Livingston from Intel. You can check out Tech Talk wherever you get your podcasts. Search for Tech Talk now or just click the link in the show notes. Our thanks to HPE Tech Talk for their support of this show and Relay FM. And now we're back from halftime and we're ready for Dan's topic. All right. Well, to build off our last question a little bit, as I mentioned, I'm away from home this week. Uh, I'm ostensibly on vacation, but here I am recording a podcast anyways. Um, and so my question for you is when you go on vacation these days, what technology travels with you? Are there things that you decide you have to take or don't have to take or don't want to take when you go on vacation? Jason? Man, I think it depends on what the vacation actually is because we go camping you know, and so certain certain tech comes with me when we go camping. Certain tech would come with me if I hopped on a plane and went to the Caribbean. Uh, certain tech would definitely stay home. But in general, a Kindle. Um, I like to have you know the ability to to read a book on a Kindle while I'm gone. Kindle's actually a, a pretty recent uh, tech acquisition as of this Christmas. My wife got it for me, and I absolutely love it. It depends on whether I bring my laptop. Often I'm bringing it when I don't need it, but sometimes I feel naked without it. Uh, so I feel like I need to have it with me in a USB C. Uh, dongle as well, just in case. Definitely some headphones. So right now it's the Jabra Elite 85Ts and or because <laughs> I just took a trip to Boise and I had both the Jabra Elites and the Pixel Buds A and they both got used. Of course, my phone right now, that's a Pixel 5. I always like to take at least a couple of USB-C chargers because I hate having just one and so many devices to charge off of it. So I like to have a couple with me. And then sometimes I might bring a portable Bose speaker because I like, you know, depending on where I'm at, I want to have actual music in the room and not uh, just in headphones. And then sometimes I also bring an NVIDIA Shield uh, streaming thing because you never know if the TV that you're going to be on doesn't have access to any smart anything. And sometimes I want access to that. So it, and it doesn't take up very much space in my bag. So I just throw it in there. Wow. Um, I think I, <laughs> so I don't travel enough. Uh, I honestly don't know the last time I did vacation 
at all. So uh, I, I guess what I'll say is if and when I go places outside of the home or surrounding areas, uh, the things that go in my bag are just typically um, I have this little pack that has uh, all of the kind of chargers and plugins that I need um, for that situation. Um, and then I would probably take an iPad with me. And of course I would take my phone, but I take my phone with me everywhere. Um, and then if it's some sort of work thingy, uh, then I would take my, uh, MacBook pro, but if it's not, then I would leave it because I, if I have to get on a plane, I really don't like having to put the laptop in its own bin and then the other stuff goes in the other bin and all that kind of nonsense that's involved with that process. Um, so yeah, I don't really, I don't have a, a set in stone situation because it is very rare that I actually do any vacation or traveling. Uh, Kelly, what about you? Uh, I'm uh, kind of like Jason. It depends on the context. Like what I'm going to take camping with me is going to be my phone and and like a battery, uh, depending how long we'll be gone. And if it's Disneyland, it's my phone and a big battery and the special backpack, you know, that, that I know I can carry around that is easy to open at the gate and get searched and all that. So um primarily as far as what tech would go with me uh, I have at least one charger I am definitely an overpacker I am totally the you know in case person that's me so um like there's a 30 pin pa- I don't have to look but there's a 30 pin <laughs> USB cable in my backpack oh my right God. now because my iPod lives in there my 5.5 gen iPod lives in there and uh I know at some point I'm going to need to charge it and so they're they're both in there together um, in my Tom bin bag, which by the way would be, is, is going to end up being the end, the biggest ROI in my tech gear. Cause I bought that bag and I'm never going to use anything else ever. Um, so at some point it's going to be completely, uh, totally earning its keep. Um, so I will have uh, a cable, at least one cable to charge uh, my phone, at least one cable to charge my battery. Uh, those can be the same cable. If you're using the two in one from my question earlier, they can be the same cord. Uh, I have moved to uh, GAN chargers because they're so much faster and I can use USC cap- USB-C cables with them, which also charges everything faster. So uh, I will have that stuff. If I need a mic, I will take it. If I need my laptop, I will take it. But there will be a bunch of debate about whether or not I actually need to take it with me. I will always have an iPad, uh, probably my Kindle and uh, and then like various uh, chargey adapter sorts of things depending on like what I'm headed for like if it's vacation at the end of a conference or something I might have a different set of gear with me uh, but I'm I'm definitely the person who uh, always has that adapter that you need for that thing like it's in the it's in my backpack I'm all I'm kind of always that person I'm just picturing all of you laden with these huge bags full of technology. No, I understand. I've been there. I mean, it, it, like Jason said, it depends on exactly where I'm going and what I'm doing. I love to leave my laptop at home if I can, but that really requires a situation where I'm not working in any capacity. And in those cases, it will be an iPad um, to go with my iPhone. You know, I don't take my iPhone anywhere. It's not even something I even think about as a piece of technology these days, so much as a necessity of life uh, and all the attendant chargers, of course, and all that stuff. Um I usually bring an e-reader that has long been a Kindle, but on this most recent trip is actually a Kobo e-reader, which I've been trying out. 
Uh, and uh, in addition to that, usually a couple pair of headphones because I'm never convinced that I will not lose or break a pair of headphones or a pair of headphones won't work for the, the precise task I need. Uh, and, um, this time around, I, you know, I had a last minute, like audible that I called when I was packing and I threw my Nintendo switch in as well. I haven't touched it yet, but I brought it just in case I wanted (laughs) it. You know, you have to be careful about these things. So yeah, it's hard to get away from all of it. I I think in my best case scenario, an iPad, my phone and the attendant chargers is like a pretty good small travel kit, but it always seems to balloon a bit beyond that. All right. Thanks for all your answers on that. Let's go to our final topic today, which comes from Jason. All right. So picture this, you have the ability to uh, choose to own for yourself and use however you wish a time machine or a transporter that will zap you anywhere in the world, anywhere you want to go instantly, you know, stays in our current time. Uh, Which one would you pick and explain your reason? I love this question and I'm definitely going with the transporter. Um, A time machine introduces so much responsibility (laughs) and i don't want any of that like if i'm going to use this device i want to do it for fun um with a with a time machine i could mess something up um i there's also temptation involved with it you know fixing things that i think need to be fixed all kinds of stuff so i just don't want to mess around with that with a transporter i could do that thing that i talk about never doing which is vacationing and traveling um, like I would love to do those things. It's just the process that's required to make those things happen with a transporter. Suddenly I can take my dogs with me. Um, I can get away, uh, quickly without having to set up all of the stuff that has to take place, uh, in order for me to be able to, you know, step away. I can, um, not have to stress about, you know, what needs to be packed, what doesn't all of those things with a transporter that solves all of the, the, uh, the barriers to entry for me. Uh, the friction that that steps in place. So yeah, definitely a transporter. Even if it means that I'm dying and being reborn every time, as uh, some people believe a transporter uh, does. Kelly, what are your thoughts? Uh, basically the same. Like when I when I looked at this question, like my first thought was I will inevitably screw up something terribly, terribly, terribly in a timeline, uh, whether it's advertent or inadvertent. Uh, that will be me. And so definitely transporter. And, uh, part of the, the happiness of the transporter is, uh, I can, st- first of all, I can stop making jokes about how I've watered the plane ticket tree in my backyard and it just never seems to grow any tickets. Um, but also just being able to see the world and get to see the world now. So, you know, I like my worldview at the moment is based on, you know, this timeline that I'm in and like present day. So uh, definitely just getting to investigate more of that in other places would be a thing that, that I would like to do as much as I love Dr. Who and as much as I love Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. And the, there will always be a soft spot in my heart for a time traveling phone booth. But uh, I think if I were given the opportunity, I would take the transporter. All right, let's clarify real talk. Is this a DeLorean? Is that an option? Because if so, I mean, all right, I'm, I'm going to say 100% time machine. And the reasons to explain <laughs> are, are very simple. Let me tell you one, um, I want to be if somebody's going to break this universe and go back in time and cause a paradox that ceases to exist and essentially blue screen us. That's going to be me because I want to <laughs> see what happens. And we can all agree, <laughs> this universe needs to be rebooted. Um, secondly, the transporter thing. Here's my feeling on this. 
uh, you know those circumstances where somebody invites you to go somewhere and you're like, nah, it's really far away. I don't really want to go. Like all of a sudden, every plausible excuse that you could have, it doesn't exist because you can literally go anywhere instantaneously. So all those things you want to get out of because they're too far away and you don't want to do them. <laughs> sorry, you don't have a good excuse anymore because you have a transporter. So Nobody told me it was public knowledge. This is what I'm saying. Uh, you got to be careful about this. People will start noticing when you show up. I personally, uh, there were so many things that I would like to go back and see or frankly, go forward, depending on your belief in how time travel works. Um, I just, I, I'm fascinated. I always wanted to like go back and see historical events and see them firsthand. You can answer all those burning questions. I'm totally here for the time machine thing. So uh, yeah, and, and to Micah's point, because I was definitely thinking this even before he said it. Uh, yeah, I don't want to be dissociated into my component parts and then reassembled again. Give me my time machine where I can travel in peace and comfort no matter when or where I want to go. Jason, why don't you wrap us up here? I'm so happy one of us was a, was the mischie- mischievous one to, to pick the time machine. I was like, oh no, it's going to be a blowout. We're all going to be transporter. Um, I, uh, yes, I would love to travel through time and see things and everything. But like Micah said, I feel like it's a total responsibility and I do not want to be the person, even though like I know, I just know that it would be really hard for me to have a time machine and go back in time and not be tempted by the, you know, by the lottery ticket, you know, temptation or, the betting on a sports team or the creating some major thing. I, it would just be the temptation would be there and it would be really hard for me to, to not do it. So I would stick with the transporter purely because, well, not purely of yes. One, because I don't want to get myself in trouble with the time machine, but also because there is a lot of this world that I would love to see. And I would love to just not have to really, you know, spend the time to have to zip from one place to another. I just think that would be cool to be able to zap myself anywhere around the world. So absolutely the transporter. Yeah. And there's also the fact that, uh, Kelly's a woman and I'm black and, uh, the past doesn't do very well with either of those things so that's why no there's a known incompatibility with both of us right there so i'm not surprised we're both definitely transporter people (laughs) um all right folks we are almost to the end of this episode but i do want to tell you about one of my favorite things in existence it's text expander from our friends at smile and they are bringing you this episode of clockwise text expander removes the repetition of work so you can focus on what matters most say goodbye to repetitive text entry spelling errors and trying to remember the right thing to say when you use text expander you can say the right thing in just a few keystrokes. It's better than copy and paste and better than scripts and templates. Text expander snippets allow you to maximize your time by getting rid of the repetitive things you type while still customizing and personalizing your messages. Text expander can be used in any platform, any app, anywhere you type, so you can take back your time and increase your productivity. I've used Text Expander for years after hearing about it, I think, on an episode of uh, MacBreak Weekly uh, back when I was in high school. Um, and <laughs> I uh, was like, what is this thing? Why do they keep talking about how awesome it is? I have got to download it. I downloaded it. And at first, I didn't get it. But then I started playing around with it. And now I use it all the time. It is one of the first tools. I, I think it's like 1Password and then Text Expander, if not in reverse. So one of those is the first thing that gets installed anytime I am setting up a new Mac. As a listener of Clockwise out there, you can get 20% off your first year of Text Expander. You just head to textexpander.com slash podcast to learn more about Text Expander. That's textexpander.com slash podcast. Seriously, go there, give it a try. I think that you really can't grasp how awesome it is until you at least give it a go. Textexpander.com slash podcast. Thanks so much to Text Expander and the great folks at Smile for their support of this show. 
and Relay FM. All right, my bonus topic for you. When you listen to music, do you find yourself singing along or do you listen quietly? Kelly? I sing along loudly all the time. It may be to the music in my head. It may be the music that is playing. It matters not. Um, I am a huge karaoke enthusiast, which will come as a surprise to approximately no one. I very much am an all sing along all the time kind of person. Uh, it's a really mood thing for me. It just depends. Like, uh, but I find that it tends to be like when I'm in the car is I'm most likely to be singing along because we this, call that uh, car eoki. <laughs> oh boy! Uh, I'll take my answer off the air. Thanks, uh, Jason. What about you? <laughs> I love karaoke. That's great. Uh, yeah, it's totally it's situational for me. Um, I'll, I would say though, probably like eighty percent or ninety percent of the time, I'm listening quietly, but I'm but I'm listening very intently. And then that ten percent of the time, it's not that I'm singing because like I get swept up in it, or, like just I have to sing along. Usually, what it is is I'll hear the vocalist do something. I'll be like, huh, I wonder if I can do that thing at the end <laughs> where it goes like uh, or something like that. So then <laughs> right. I'll like spend ten minutes trying. Trying to do that one line and see, and of course I never can, but that's when I end up singing out loud is to like prove that I'm an okay singer, which I'm not. <laughs> As you might expect, I am definitely a, a sing-alonger. Um, folks, I think that wraps us up. Thank you for your answers on that bonus topic. All that's left is to say thank you to our awesome guests, Kelly Gamont. Always a pleasure to have you on Clockwise. Thanks so much for having me. It was fun. And Jason Howell, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Always a pleasure, you guys. Appreciate it. And Michael will be back next week. But until then, we remind everybody listening out there, watch what you say. And keep watching the clock. Bye, everybody. <laughs>